Salty Crew presents Salty Snacks, bite-sized pieces of stoke to inspire the modern thrill-seeker and risk-taker. In these episodes, we'll be talking historical pieces, life lessons, and radical stories from those who find refuge in the sea. This episode features a short story titled Two Tuna. It is written by me and based off of a story that my father loves to tell about work ethic and values. I hope you enjoy. The sun had not yet risen, but the air was warm. To the west was the ocean, to the east the jungle, the mountains, and the sun which was on its way. There were no clouds. The stars had shone brightly the night before, and they looked very close as they hung from the deep blue backdrop behind them. On the beach sat seven small fishing boats. The beach was long and the sand was black. To the north, the sandy beach ended and the mountains stood up next to the water. The jungle covered the mountains like a heavy blanket that spilled over the edge of the cliffs like a messy bed. To the south, the beach ended similarly, but the cliffs were not as tall as those to the north, nor were the mountains as impressive. The mountains to the north and south surrounded the beach, like two arms guarding the little beach from the rest of the world. On the other side of the arms lie similar beaches and similar coves. The sky behind the mountains had just begun to turn purple, but the sun was still a long ways off. One fisherman was already walking down the beach towards his boat. He was a short man, but he was not a small man. His chest was wide, his shoulders broad. He walked smoothly and easily, with confidence and familiarity. His gait was untroubled. He was a man of contradictions. He was not an old man, and he was certainly not a young man though he had characteristics of both. His body moved the same way it did many years ago, though much less eager now. When he was a young man, life was still a battle. It was still a race. It was still a tireless search for something that he did not yet recognize. As he grew older, this had changed. He was glad to be done with the tireless search, but he was glad he had taken part in the search, the race, and the battle. He had obtained a satisfaction that is saved only for those who have earned it, a true rest, or an easiness that can only be found if one has worked very hard. When he was a young man, he had much more life ahead of him, yet it always felt like there was less. Life had always felt like sand slipping through his fingers. He had much less sand in his fingers now, but he had a better grip on it. He learned early there must be a struggle, and a man can find worth in the struggle. That struggle left its mark on the man's face, tucked deep behind his weathered face, permanently squinted from the harsh sun, hid two glistening eyes. The man was known for these two eyes. These eyes had spent so much time on the sea, they had adopted the same qualities. Like the sea, his light blue eyes twinkled and reflected the daylight sun. In the evenings, they stood still and quiet, calm. Those eyes were fixed on the work at hand. The man steadily and effortlessly organized his boat. He readied his tackle. He knew what would work. 
He knew what the fish liked to eat. He knew where the fish were, and he knew how to make them bite. He finished with his boat and pushed it along the dark sand toward the water. It was not easy work, but it could be done single-handed. Some of the larger boats sitting on the beach would have needed three or four men to get to the water. However, the man's boat was smaller than theirs, and he could do it himself. He liked that he could do it himself. There's no freedom like the freedom of self-reliance. When the boat got to the water, it floated off the ground and was easier to move. He walked it out until the water was at his knees. In between waves, he jumped into the boat. His hands found the oars, and he began rowing out past the breakers. The sun was peeking over the mountains to the east. The trees cast long shadows over the black sand beach towards the water. In the village, some men were kissing their wives goodbye as they left for their day's work. Some men were walking down the long beach towards their boat. The old man's boat disappeared behind the rocky point to the south. It was nearing noontime. An American sport fisherman was walking down the beach. His newly bought leather sandals flopped around clumsily in the sand. The day was hot and the man left the buttons of his wine print shirt undone. He was staying at the resort to the north, outside of town. He had been fishing every day for the last week. But today, the man did not go out on the boat with the rest of the men staying at the resort. He wanted to spend the day exploring. He was told about the little cove and the small black sand beach by the workers at the resort. He was told there were many local fishermen there. He liked conversing with the locals. Most of the sport fishermen who stayed at the resort did not leave. They had everything they needed at the resort. Breakfast served every day, a tennis court, a gift shop, and a pool overlooking the ocean. The town had very little to offer, but he liked to learn about others' cultures. He was proud of that fact and never failed to tell people about it. He was very interested to see how the locals fished on their little boats and what primitive tackle they used. He had a few hours before lunch was served at the resort, so he thought he would take a walk on the beach and see all the boats. There was only one boat on the beach now. The other six were still out fishing. He could see a few floating lazily on the horizon. The boat on the beach was a small boat. There was only room for one man on it. The man was standing next to his boat putting things away. The American sport fisherman stood a ways off admiring the man. He moved so smoothly, quickly, but in no rush. His boat was well kept. The American concluded that the local fisherman must not have caught anything, for he had returned so soon. As he stood watching the man, he could not ignore the late morning sun shining brightly through the space between his sunglasses and his eyebrows. He squinted and was irritated that he had forgotten his hat that day. He wanted to go speak with the man, maybe give him a few pointers. He imagined the stories he could tell his friend back home about the interesting local fisherman he met. As he approached, he noticed two very large tuna laying in the man's boat. The man was astonished. Nice tuna, he yelled before reaching the boat. The local fisherman looked up at the man, nodded, and kindly smiled. When the sport fisherman got next to the boat, he took another look at the impressive fish. He exclaimed again, Wow, look at those things. Nice fish. The man again nodded at the American and thanked him. 
Did you catch both of those this morning by yourself? Yes, I did. There are many fish at the pinnacle to the south. Good day of fishing, then. Yes, like every day. Every day? You get a couple big ones like this every day? The local nodded as he worked on his boat. And this early in the day? He nodded again. The American exclaimed, Why didn't you stay out longer and catch more? The local looked up from his work. He did not understand why the American spoke so loudly. He replied simply, I only need two, one for my family and another to sell in town. Somewhat shocked by the simplicity of the answer, the American replied, well, if you'd stayed out longer, you could have had one for your family and five to sell in town. Why should I sell more in town? Well, you could get more money. With his eyes on his work, the man replied, no, I just need two. He looked up at the man again. Now I will go home have some lunch, play with my kids, take a siesta, then help with dinner. The sport fisherman looked at the man unconvinced. There's always time for that. You could have stayed out a little longer for a couple more fish. You could sell the few extra fish for a little extra money, maybe buy your wife something nice, or your children some toys, or set it aside for another boat. If you did this every day, you could have enough to buy another boat in no time. The man had finished unpacking his boat, but he was willing to stand and talk with the American for a little while. Why would I want that? The man was confused. Why would you want a bigger boat? In a bigger boat, you could be more comfortable. You could fish longer. Or have room to hire someone to fish with you. You could double your catch and really start making money selling them in town. While the American spoke, the local fisherman's eyes wandered. They drifted to the waves breaking behind him. Waves could make it difficult to bring the boats in, but the old man had no difficulties. He could read the ocean like one can read trouble from an old friend's eyes. His eyes moved past the waves. Behind them were the birds, circling and diving into the water beyond the breakers. Deep in the water were the bigger fish. Bait fish swam above them, and the bigger fish chased them to the surface. The bait fish would boil to avoid the larger fish below them. Circling above waited the birds, swooping down and taking the little bait fish. The man thought, everyone gets their food. The ocean takes care of all of us. Except the poor bait fish, he laughed to himself. The poor bait fish has a tough life, always running. This thought brought his eyes back to the American, who continued with his plan. Well, eventually you could buy a boat for your crew and have him get another crew member to help him. The American was getting excited now, the possibilities. He was a businessman. He liked making plans, business plans, travel plans, dinner plans. He had been planning this fishing trip for months. After long days of work, he would sit at his computer in his big house and make plans. Where he would stay, what tackle he'd use, where would he eat, what should he pack. He was making a plan now for the fishermen. He continued, once you have a few employees and a couple of boats, You'll be able to catch so many fish, you'll run out of people to sell them to here. But that won't be any problem. There are other towns. Start selling further inland. You could sell a lot of fish and make a lot of money. You could become a very wealthy man, if you're willing to work hard enough for it. The local fisherman was amused. He liked passion. He could see this man was excited. That is why he waited on the beach and listened to him. 
back at his house, his wife had probably just finished fixing his lunch. His children and his siesta were waiting for him. He grinned and asked the man again, Why would I want that? The American was taken back. Why would you want to be a wealthy man? He exclaimed. With all that money, you could retire early. You could never work another day in your life. Get a little house on the beach. You could fish every morning, spend time with your kids, take a siesta in the afternoons, live simply, no worries at all. Could you imagine that? The fisherman smiled gently. He looked at the American and said, Yes, I can. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're jamming to this song, be sure to check out the band Puerto on Spotify. They just released their new album, and it's a great listen. It's Friday night, things are nice, we're all acting.